After reciting the Tashahud Ta'awud and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, may Allah be his helper, recited verse 93 of Surah Al-Imran and stated, Never shall you attain to righteousness unless you spend out of that which you love, and whatever you spend, Allah surely knows it well. In this verse, Allah the Almighty has made it clear that the loftier ranks of righteousness can only be achieved when you spend in the cause of Allah the Almighty that which you love in order to attain His pleasure. Expounding on this, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has stated at one place, You cannot attain true virtue that leads to salvation unless you spend in the cause of God Almighty that wealth and those things that are dear to you. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, further states, One should not love his wealth. Allah the Almighty states, Never shall you attain to righteousness unless you spend out of that which you love. And whatever you spend, Allah surely knows it well. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, then states, No individual who spends that which is useless and worthless can claim to have done a good deed. The door of virtue is narrow, so bear well in mind that no one can enter it by spending things of no value. There is a clear statement in the Qur'an as follows, Never shall you attain to righteousness unless you spend out of that which you love, meaning that until you spend those things which are most beloved to you and most dear, you cannot attain the rank of being loved 
and held dear by God. If you do not wish to bear hardship and do not seek to adopt true piety, how can you succeed and triumph? Did the noble companions reach the ranks they achieved for nothing? A person must shoulder many expenses and pains to attain worldly titles and only after this does a person manage to secure a minor title which does not even bring about inner satisfaction and comfort. Now reflect, was the title Allah was pleased with them being a sign of inner comfort, tranquility of heart and the Lord's pleasure attained easily without effort? The fact is that the pleasure of Allah Almighty, which is the cause of true happiness, cannot be attained until one bears temporary hardships. God cannot be deceived. Blessed are those who do not care for suffering sustained in order to acquire the pleasure of Allah. For the light of eternal bliss and everlasting comfort are granted to a believer after this temporary hardship. Hence, this is the understanding of spending one's wealth, which the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, desired to instill within us in accordance with the commandment of Allah the Almighty. This is a great favour of Allah the Almighty on the community and on every Ahmadi who has understood this matter and offered his money to be spent in the cause of his faith despite his personal needs. There are many members of the community who offer their wealth to be spent on religious needs. There are thousands of such examples where people subdue their personal needs and offer sacrifices for religious needs. Nowadays, we see that the economic state of the world is worsening by the day, particularly that of the developed countries. These days, even the state of these developed countries has not remained the same, where they were at ease and had everything in abundance. The current circumstances of war around the world and the war in Europe between Ukraine and Russia have greatly worsened the circumstances around Europe as well. Nevertheless, this has greatly impacted the economy of the developed countries. Furthermore, the corruption of the politicians of these countries has also worsened the circumstances to a great extent. However, despite this, Ahmadis are ever excelling in their financial sacrifices. In the eyes of a worldly person, this is difficult to fathom. But those who are firm in their faith know that as a result of these sacrifices made, the favours of Allah the Almighty are witnessed.
As we are aware, the new year of Tehrik Jadid is announced in the first sermon of November. Therefore, I shall present some incidents in relation to Tehrik Jadid. The Sadr Lajna of the Lahore district wrote to me, I drew attention towards making contributions to Tahrik Jadid in one meeting. This was a meeting of middle class people on a middle income. She says, I was embarrassed and hesitant to make an appeal to them, for they were already making great sacrifices. In any case, I did so as I was asked to draw attention to it. She continues, my astonishment knew no bounds as I witnessed how the women advanced to present their sacrifices. I was embarrassed over the fact that such people on a relatively low income were coming forward and making sacrifices in a manner which neither we nor any rich person could ever imagine. Hundreds of thousands of rupees were contributed in the form of both money and jewellery. Likewise, there is the report of the Wakilul Mouth Awwal, which was a long list that spans over many pages of the names of women who presented their jewellery. When Hazrat Muslimad, may Allah be pleased with him, made the announcement of Tahrik Jadid, one of the requests at the time was in relation to the sacrifices of women. It was also mentioned that they should not have their jewellery made or that they have a little made and make their sacrifices. I consider it a greater sacrifice for jewellery not to be made and to present ready-made jewellery. It is more difficult to present that which is in front of us. Thus, Ahmadi women have been making sacrifices since the time of this appeal of Hazrat Muslim and continue to do so today. This is not only in one country, Rather, there are such women also in Western countries who present their jewellery and in fact who donate all of their jewellery. Then, when they have new jewellery made, they are not at ease and also donate those. For just as Hazrat Muslim, may Allah be pleased with him, stated that if you wish to attain eternal and lasting joy, you cannot do so without sacrifice. Then, there are poor people who deprive themselves in order to give alms. There are many among them whom Allah Almighty blesses immediately and grants them much more than what they donate in ways that leave them astounded. I shall present incidents of such people but at the same time, I say to the affluent people that they should learn a lesson from this and increase their level of sacrifice. As a Muslim, may Allah be pleased with him, stated in one sermon, there are some poor people who give 45% of their monthly income if their daily food is taken as a basis and their donations are taken into account accordingly. However, there are rich people who give only 1.5% of their income. In fact, now there are even some poor people who donate 100%, whereas some rich people only donate 1%.
Therefore, in one aspect, the 100% of the poor people is much less than the total that the rich people donate, but the level of sacrifice is much loftier. Hence, in this regard, those who are well-off should re-evaluate themselves. Bear in mind that Allah Almighty never keeps alone. As He has mentioned in another place of the Holy Qur'an, that He gives 700 times in return, or even more than that. So in any case, I shall present some examples of those who have made sacrifices, as I mentioned. On the one hand, we learn of their level of faith and passion, and on the other hand, we witness how Allah Almighty's grace descends upon them right away. Guinea-Bissau is a country of Africa. Mahmoud Sahib is a motorcycle mechanic from there. And when the missionary encouraged him to donate towards the Hriga Jadid, he took out all the money that was in his pocket. which was 10,000 Sifa francs. At that very moment, his daughter-in-law arrived. He was sitting at home, asking for some money in order to cook food at home. Mahmoud Sahib had already made his intention of donating all of the money towards Sahih Jadid and had given it all. So he told his daughter-in-law to remain patient. His daughter-in-law then returned. Mahmoud Jarga Sahib says, that he was worrying about how he would give money to his daughter-in-law to cook food. When he received a phone call from a government office that he should come to the office. When he arrived, they told him that he had repaired their motorcycles over the past year and that they hadn't yet paid him for it. So they gave him a cheque of 198,000 Sifa francs. After receiving the cheque, Mahmoud Sahib returned home immediately and called his daughter-in-law and the rest of his family, saying, See the blessings of spending in the way of Allah. My Lord in return has granted me an amount which I hadn't ever expected. The missionary in Fiji writes, During my travels, Ashfaq Sahib, a friend in Nandi, listened to my previous sermon about Tehrik Jadid and heard the accounts I presented. These incidents had a profound effect on him that whilst he was travelling and driving the car, he called the Tehrik Jadid secretary, telling him to double his Tehrik Jadid amount. He works in business. Thereafter, the annual financial report for the business was prepared and this year the profit had also doubled. Upon this he said, I am certain that this double profit is not due to our hard work or efforts. This was purely the grace of Allah after doubling my promise in donations. The missionary of Moscow writes that Ruslan Pikinyu Sahib is from Kyrgyzstan. But has been living in Moscow for 14 years. The missionary says that he had been participating in financial sacrifice before as well. Approximately one year ago, 
when he heard my Friday sermon on financial sacrifice. He said that he really enjoyed it. After which he said, I shall also be among these people who make sacrifices. Thus he started sending 10% of his daily earnings for Chanda without fail. Some of this sacrifice went towards charity and some towards Chanda. The missionary says that this is a habit he has maintained for the past year. When the missionary was reposted to a different city, the first question of the Russian Kyrgyzstani brother was that, will I still be able to give my chanda in the same manner I was giving it before? So this is the reformation that the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, created in the hearts of people so that they worry about offering their chanda. The Amir of Tanzania writes that there is a Jamaat there in which Muhammad Sani Sahib lives. The company in which he was working incurred losses. Therefore, the owner said that there would be cuts in the paychecks of all employees. He was very pained when he heard this. It was the last month to pay towards Tahrik Jadid. When he was contacted by the Muallim, that is regarding gender, he did not even express his difficult situation about what he was facing. Rather, he put his complete trust in Allah the Almighty and fulfilled his pledge. He says that the very next day, the owner of the company called and said that there will be no cuts in his paycheck. Thus, there were cuts to the checks of all of his co-workers, but he received his paycheck in full. He says that the janda he offered in Tahrik Jadid was because of this incident. In the country of Malawi, there is an elderly woman from the Magochi district who does farming there, with which she makes ends meet. She pledged an amount to Tahrik Jadid but was not able to fulfill it. When reminders were sent out at the end of the year that if anyone has not fulfilled their pledge, then they should do so. She says that she began working much harder and prayed that she gets more work so that she can fulfill her pledge from her earnings. Despite her efforts, she wasn't able to find more work. One day, when she returned home after offering her Asr prayers in the mosque, she was informed that her grandson sent her 45,000 kwachas, which is the currency there, as a gift. There was no limit to her happiness. She immediately went to the Muallim and fulfilled her pledge, and she continuously thanked Allah that she was able to fulfill it now. Now even poor people give their chanda with a sense of anxiety. The Emir of Tanzania says, there is a woman named Maryam Sahiba who belongs to the Shingyanga Jamaat. She says that she received a call from the Muallim who informed her of her unfulfilled Tahrik Jadid chanda. She says 
I only had 10,000 shillings for my household needs, but I offered the amount in Tahrik Jadid. Then it was the sign of Allah that the very same day Allah the Almighty caused 100,000 shillings to be repaid to me. She says that all of this was the blessing of Chanda. From Guinea-Bissau, there is a new convert named Uthman Sahib. He had suffered many monetary hardships in his life. Whatever business he would begin, he would never succeed in it. In this worry, he fell asleep at night. And he says, I heard a voice that said, Uthman, offer your chanda regularly. That very same morning, Uthman Sahib went to the missionary and told him his dream. Upon hearing this, the missionary told him about the Jadid and other such chandas. Upon which Uthman Sahib immediately offered Tahrikadid chanda, made a list of all his chandas, and began regularly offering his chandas. Uthman Sahib says that since he has begun regularly offering all his chandas, Allah the Almighty placed blessings in all of his businesses and resolved all of his personal difficulties. Now it is his firm belief that all of this is the blessings he received by offering Tahrik Jadid and all his regular chandas. This reminds us and other new converts how Allah the Almighty treats such people. Allah Almighty is not in need of this wealth, rather he does this so that he can bless people. A missionary in Australia named Kamran Sahib says that the Khadim didn't give chanda for approximately 10 years. I sat with him and told him about the blessings of financial sacrifice. After this, he began offering his chanda and simultaneously offered Tehrik Jadid and Waqf Jadid chanda. He says, some days passed by. The Khadim called and began saying that by the grace of Allah the Almighty, he received a promotion at work, which he had no idea that he was going to receive. He also said this is only because of his sacrifice for the sake of Allah the Almighty. And now this person, who was lazy for 10 years, began saying that he will never be lazy in offering his chanda. In the Niamina village of the Gambia, there is a brother, Uthman Sahib. The Tehrikajidi secretary went to his village. While making an appeal regarding Chanda, he stated that this is not only a financial initiative, but rather some of its objectives are also to increase knowledge and preach. If you are those who participate in Tahrik Jadid, then do not think that you have given Chanda and now your work is done. You have already given it. Besides this, you should also increase your religious knowledge and enter into the field of preaching. Some days ago, I took the pledge from Khuddam and Ansar. If the members of the community also keep that in mind, then we would excel in the field of tabligh. Do not simply make financial sacrifices and think that we have fulfilled our purpose. One of the objectives of Tahrik Jadid was also tabligh, and this was one of the main reasons why it was initiated. Uthman Sahib says, I was very affected by this. And not only did I decide to take the bed, i.e. Pledge of Allegiance, and enter into the community. At the same time, he did not take the bed yet. When I found out about the objectives of Tahrik Jadid, I decided to take the bed and enter the community, after which I pledged and fulfilled my promise of 150 Dalasi to Tahrik Jadid. 
He says that after offering financial sacrifices, he felt a pure reformation within himself, and he is preaching to both Ahmadis and non-Ahmadis. Furthermore, he is also offering his janda regularly. A woman from the Gambia writes, Since offering financial sacrifices, I have felt a pure reformation within myself and my children, and have seen that Allah the Almighty is fulfilling all of our needs. To be pious and sacrifice in the way of Allah, the Almighty, helps one attain the blessings of Allah the Almighty. Guinea-Conakry is a country in Africa. The local missionary there, Kumara Sahib, was visiting a village assigned to him and says, I was visiting a village to collect financial contributions. I asked the wife of a newly converted Imam about offering financial contributions, upon which she took out 5,000 guinea francs. And whilst raising her hands to the heaven said, Oh Allah, this is all the money I have which I am offering for your sake. Please accept it. And with this, she offered the amount as a financial contribution. This is a new convert living in a remote part of Africa. The local missionary says, When I returned after completing my visit to the village, the respected lady who offered 5,000 guinea francs as financial contribution very happily informed that, Today, I have reaped great benefit from the transaction I made with Allah. She said, After your departure, Allah the Almighty sent me 80,000 guinea francs through a relative, which was far greater than the amount I had sacrificed. Another local missionary from Guinea-Karakri, Jalu Sahib, says, During the Ashara Tahrik Jadid, a Muallim went to the Kontaya village to connect financial contributions. A new convert, Sheikh Sahib, had pledged to offer 3,000 guinea francs in Tahrik Jadid. When he was reminded about fulfilling this pledge, he said, Today, all I have to fulfill my household expenses is 30,000 francs, but I will offer it for the sake of Allah. May he accept it. The next day, he ecstatically called, saying, Allah has accepted my sacrifice. It had only been a few hours since I offered the financial contribution when my son sent me 300,000 guinea francs to take care of the household expenses. He said, through this incident, Allah the Almighty really strengthened my faith. The financial contributions which the community collects from us is spent in the way of Allah. I will continue offering sacrifices in the same way. He also became reassured that whatever was bestowed by Allah the Almighty was also spent in the right way and did not go to waste. Baiga Matzov Sahib from Kazakhstan regularly takes part in offering financial contributions. He says, I was let go from my job in June and my employers paid me whatever my salary was meant to be. He says, now I'm on a pension. A few months after being let go from my job, I had to purchase some expensive medicines along with other things due to an illness. But because of not having the financial means, I would always be worried. The next day, as I was walking down the street, it occurred to me to check my credit card. I knew that my credit card would be empty 
and there was no money in it. Regardless, I decided to check. When I checked, I was utterly astonished because there was 190,000 in my card in the local currency. I was shocked and was thanking Allah the Almighty a great deal. Without informing me, the company I had been let go from had transferred the amount into my account. He says that he called the company to find out why they had done this and he learned that the owner of the company had sent this amount as a gift because of his trustworthiness and truthfulness. He says, This all happened because I was regular in offering contributions for Tahrik Jadid and Waqf Jadid. Wakra Sahib from Malaysia says, The following is my personal experience. Between 2016 and 2017, I pledged 1,000 ringgit for Tahrik Jadid. During the time, Due to my financial circumstances, I was unable to fulfill this pledge. It was very difficult and my business was being impacted. I was very worried and hoped to be able to offer my pledge in full. However, I couldn't even save anything. I simply prayed to Allah the Almighty that if my intention is true and if the community is indeed truthful, then surely Allah the Almighty would create ease. A day before the final day to fulfill the pledges, I happened to receive 1,000 ringgits from my business. Without even thinking about it, I went to the finance secretary's home and gave him 1,000 ringgits. Ever since that incident, I have firm faith in this community that if our objectives are sincerely for the community and for the progress of Islam, then Allah the Almighty will certainly create extraordinary ease. This is the unified mentality which Ahmadis living in every country of the world have. Despite there being a distance of thousands of miles between them, Allah the Almighty strengthens their faith in this way and makes truthfulness of this community apparent to them, thereby strengthening their faith. There is a person from Germany who says, Due to the financial situation of my firm not being good, the duration of my work became shortened, as a result of which my income also decreased. On the day that there was a Tahrik Jadid seminar, and whilst listening to faith-inspiring stories, in my heart, I promised to Allah the Almighty that I would give 500 more euros. In this regard, he says that he also wrote letters to me for prayers. And he also prayed for himself. Allah the Almighty bestowed his grace and after the fulfillment of the first pledge of Tariq al-Jazid, he was able to offer an extra 600 euros. After a few days, he received a call from a firm saying that if he wished to leave the first one and work for their firm, this is a different firm, then his salary would be 1,000 euros more than the previous firm. After some contemplation, he decided to work for the new firm. The owner of this firm said that since he had left his previous firm, he would receive a bonus for the first three months in three installments of 2,000 euros. Regarding the work, he said Friday, Saturday and Sunday would be off. In this way, Allah the Almighty bestowed his blessings and as a result of sacrificing more for Tahrik al-Jadid, not only did his salary increase, he was also able to regularly offer the Friday prayer. The missionary in Ivory Coast writes, An appeal for Tahrik al-Jadid was made in the Poliso village. An elderly gentleman who was very poor, and according to our estimation, we thought that if he were to offer 200 or 300 francs, it would be a large amount. He got up and went home. 
Not only did he come back himself with money to offer financial contributions, he also brought his son along with him so that he could also offer financial contributions. He offered 2,000 francs, which for him was a very large amount. His son also offered 500 francs. This is the passion of sacrificing love of wealth for the sake of the faith of Allah the Almighty. Senegal is another African country. The Muallim says that Muhammad Anjai is a poor but sincere man. His wife was ill. The medicines prescribed by doctors were 15,000 sifa francs, an amount which he did not have. He went to one of his friends to get a loan which he gave. At the same time, it came time for the prayer. And so he came to the mission house for prayers. He mentioned his wife's condition to the muallim. He had not yet gone into any details and had only just mentioned it when the muallim started mentioning that he had to say first regarding the Ashara Tariq Jadid, saying that he should sacrifice in the way of God and Allah the Almighty would create ease. Nevertheless, he explained his constraining circumstances and said, I will make my contributions in two to four days. At present, I am constrained. I have taken a loan to purchase medicine for my wife. Thereupon, they left the mission house. After a few minutes had passed, he returned and said, As I left the mission house, it occurred to me that the local missionary had encouraged me to contribute, yet I made no contribution upon this encouragement. Due to this, my heart became distraught. Could you write a receipt for 5,000 silver francs on my behalf for the Tahrik Jadid scheme? I will only purchase the necessary medication. After saying this, he took his receipt and left. After leaving the mission house, he had not yet reached the pharmacy when he received a phone call. The caller said, I want to have a bed constructed and so I am transferring 5,000 sifa francs to you through a credit bank order. When your wife has recovered, you can build my bed and I will pay you the remaining amount then. He continues, Instead of going to the pharmacy, he returned to the mission house once again and informed the local missionary of what had happened. He then said, Through the blessings of financial sacrifice, God Almighty bestowed His special grace upon me and granted me funds beyond my needs. Once more, the local missionary from Senegal writes, A sincere member, Wagan Sahib, had pledged 10,000 sifa francs towards the Tahrik Jadid scheme. He was told that the Tahrik Jadid year was coming to an end and he had some unpaid amount remaining. He replied, At present, I do not have any funds. However, do not worry. I will pay the amount before the year ends, even I have to sell my own clothes. This was the level of his passion. The Muallim says, A few days later he came to my house himself and asked me to accept his contributions, saying, I was very worried about this. However, just today, I could not believe that my daughter sent me some money. Thus, I came first and foremost to give my contribution. There are such sincere people in the community. They do not care for worldly things. The Amir of Niger writes, There is a local Muallim here whose wife works the home and has no income. The local Muallim would pay on her behalf for Tahrik Jadid. When his wife found out, she said, This year I will pay my pledge myself. Note down 8,000 Sifa francs as my pledge. 
Her husband, the Muallim, questioned as to how she would fulfill her pledge. But she responded by saying, I am certain that Allah the Almighty will accept my sacrifice. It so happened that after a few days, a woman from the neighborhood came to her and asked her if she could sew clothes for her. The woman also paid her 3,000 Sifa francs in advance, which she immediately paid towards her pledge for Tehrikah Jadid. Following this, she saw her work flourish to the extent that she easily fulfilled her pledge. When as a Muslim old, may Allah be pleased with him, started the scheme, women wrote to him about his instruction to contribute 5 to 10 rupees. They said that they could not pay this lump sum at once. However, they requested to be allowed to pay 1 to 2 rupees gradually and reached a full sum in a month. The passion exhibited at that time still exists today. In fact, this passion resides in those who are sitting thousands of miles away. They can hear the direct words of the Caliph of the time. However, some of them cannot understand the language. Despite this, they excel in their sincerity. A Muallim of Senegal writes, In the local chapter of Chambakunda, Saidi Sahib owns a herd of sheep. He called to inquire about what Tehreek Jadid is. He had heard that Ahmadis should contribute towards Tehreek Jadid. The Muallim explained the details of the Tehreek Jadid scheme to him and told him that they were passing through the Ashara 10 days of focus, that is, of Tehreek Jadid. He told the Muallim that his father was a wealthy man, however, he was neglectful in paying zakat and spending in the cause of Allah. Nevertheless, he entertained and hosted Muslim clerics. After the demise of his father, he inherited many animals. However, he also did not get the opportunity to spend in the cause of Allah. When the Muallim drew his attention towards zakat and other modes of financial sacrifice, he gave one cow and two sheep and dedicated one sheep especially for Tahrik Jadid. Seven days later, he had a dream in which he saw a peculiar disease spreading amongst the animals which causes water to ooze from their bodies, causing them to die. Because he also owned a large herd of animals, he became worried in the dream and prayed, O oh God, safeguard my animals. Upon this, he heard a loud voice in his dream proclaiming that his animals would be safe because of his contributions to the Tahrikadid scheme. Then he saw a paper with the words In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, inscribed on a line, and his name was also written. Upon this he woke up. He called the Mu'allim and relayed his dream to him. The Mu'allim told him to read the line at the very top of his receipt, and he would find In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, written on it, and he would also find his name written underneath it. Apart from that, there was nothing else to read except the amount paid under Tahrik Jadid. He said, When I saw the receipt in context to my dream, this incident became a means of increasing my faith. Allah the Almighty has strange, extraordinary ways of giving guidance. The Muallim in Shnyanga, Tanzania writes, An elderly new convert of the community by the name of Ramadan Sahib pledged an exemplary sum towards the Hikajadid. He earned a living by farming. 
Due to a drought, many farmers did not yield a satisfactory harvest. Ramadan Sahib said that he was constantly worried about how he would be able to fulfill his pledge for Tahrik Jadid. He said, I was lost in my thoughts about this when I got a phone call from a relative who had not contacted me in a long time. He called to say that he was sending me some money so that I could buy some food and supplies for my home. When that elderly man received the money, he went straight to the finance secretary to fulfill his pledge and paid in surplus. He said, this is all owing to the fact that my Allah helped me to pay my pledge in full. These are the standards of sacrifice exemplified by even such people who are newcomers. The opponents have sought tirelessly to bring an end to the community. At the same time, Allah the Almighty has imbued the hearts of new converts with a spirit of sacrifice for the community and continues to provide for them. Can our opponents blow out this light that has been kindled by Allah the Almighty Himself? They can try as hard as they like, but they will be met with failure and disappointment. The community, on the other hand, will continue to progress by making exemplary sacrifices in all corners of the world. Hazrat Muslim Aud, may Allah be pleased with him, launched Tahrik Jadid for the very reason that severe opposition had erupted against the community from all directions to the extent that even government officials were supporting the enemies. It was the purpose of the Tahrik Jadid scheme to grow the community by propagating its message and for the flag of Islam to be raised in all countries of the world by the Ahmadiyya community. Thus, these people who are striving to become exemplary in faith, conviction and sacrifice have entered the fold of Islam through the Ahmadiyya community. There are countless incidents, however, it is not possible to mention them all at this time. I will now speak briefly on the Tehrik Jadid scheme itself and about its historical background. As I have mentioned earlier, opposition and disturbances arose from all sides against the community, particularly by the Ahrar movement, which exhausted all its efforts and claimed it would wipe Ahmadiyyad from the face of the earth. They claimed that they would remove every trace of Qadian and raise it to the ground. They even schemed to desecrate the grave of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and other holy sites. It was clear to see that the government was also siding with the opponents, even though it was the British rule at the time. Instead of bringing an end to the disorder, they would support them. It was in light of these circumstances that Hazrat Muslim may Allah be pleased with him, outlined a program before the community and established this scheme, in which attention was also drawn towards financial sacrifices. This was in 1934. Hazrat Muslim may Allah be pleased with him, initially delivered some sermons in November, wherein he gave an introduction and the context behind launching the scheme. He had only briefly introduced this and had not gone into details. However, the sincere members of the community began to write to him expressing their willingness to offer every kind of sacrifice, upon which Hazrat Muslim Aud, may Allah be pleased with him, expressed his happiness. Hazrat Muslim Aud stated, I am mentioning the details 
so that the community is ready to offer sacrifices because at times the period of sacrifices is prolonged and women and children should also be ready to offer sacrifices. It is not the duty of only the men, but the women must also understand their responsibilities. In other words, this was not obligatory upon everyone at the time. However, the members of the community demonstrated such extraordinary levels of sincerity and loyalty. In any case, Hazrat Muslimod officially announced the fund in 1934 and stated, We have to respond to the evil ploys of the opponents, not by creating disorder like them, but rather through tabligh, that is outreach. In fact, the only reason the opponents have had an opportunity to do this is because we have not done true justice to our tabligh. The diligent manner in which we ought to have planned has not happened. The efforts which ought to have been made in order to spread the message of Ahmadiyya to the corners of the world have not happened. We have not done true justice in this regard as we ought to have done. At the time, as a Muslim him, devised a program in which the attention of the members was drawn towards their reformation and to elevate the standard of their sacrifices. He also drew their attention towards financial sacrifice to raise 27,000 rupees in a period of three years. However, Allah the Almighty, out of His grace, enabled the members of this community who were filled with sincerity and loyalty to hearken to the call of the Khalifa of the time and raise 100,000 rupees within a year. In view of the financial situation of the community, this was a huge sacrifice. At the time, people would present a sacrifice of a few anna, that is, a quarter of a rupee. The immense level of sacrifice shown by the members at the time was granted acceptance by Allah the Almighty. That this not only opened new avenues of tabligh in an extraordinary manner, and these sacrifices were not just limited to those people, rather such examples are evident even today as I have just narrated through these incidents. In any case, they did not only sacrifice their wealth, but also dedicated their lives for the cause of Islam. They travelled to far-off lands in order to preach, and some of them were even imprisoned and had to endure extreme hardships as a result. Initially, Hazrat Muslim, may Allah be pleased with him, extended the scheme for another 10 years. From an initial period of 3 years, he extended it to 10 years. After the completion of 10 years, and upon witnessing its fruitful results, and upon the desire of those who wished to offer sacrifices, he made this a permanent scheme. The wondrous signs of Allah the Almighty's support and succor, which we are witnessing today, are a result of the sacrifices offered by the earlier members, which Allah the Almighty accepted. In fact, some of those who have newly joined have been inspired through their dreams to participate in the scheme, just as I mentioned in the earlier accounts that were narrated. The progenies of those early members who offered sacrifice should remember those sacrifices of their elders and not only strive to instill this spirit of sacrifice in their children, but they should also offer as much sacrifices as they can, owing to the blessings they have been bestowed with.
The initial members who took part in Tahrik Jadid were 5,000, and they were the Mujahideen of Daftar Awal, the first register of Tahrik Jadid. As Khalifatul Masih IV, may Allah have mercy on him, drew particular attention of their progenies to continue on their sacrifices till the Day of Judgment and thus to continue making contributions on their behalf. While I announced the fifth daftar as register, I again drew attention to this, and now, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, all of the accounts are still active. When a period of ten years elapsed for those members in the first daftar, Adra Khalifatul Masih II, may Allah be pleased with him, announced the second daftar, and thus the newcomers were added to this daftar. And he also stated that this daftar would continue for a period of 19 years, and that every 19 years a new daftar would be announced. And so, in accordance with this instruction, the third daftar was announced by Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III. May Allah have mercy on him. According to the 19-year rule, this was actually meant to be announced in 1964. However, due to the illness of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih II, may Allah be pleased with him, he was not able to announce it. Therefore, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III, may Allah have mercy on him, stated that although he was announcing the commencement of the new daftar, it would be attributed to Hazrat Muslimod, may Allah be pleased with him, and that Allah the Almighty would also allow him to partake of his blessings. The formal announcement of this daftar was therefore done in 1966. However, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III, may Allah have mercy on him, stated that his time period would start from November 1965. Then, in 1985, the fourth daftar was announced by Hazrat Khalifa the fourth, may Allah have mercy on him. This daftar remained established for a period of 19 years. In 2004, when this period came to an end, I then announced the fifth daftar. And now, as the 19-year period again comes to an end, I announced the start of the sixth daftar. Now, those who newly enter the community or any newborn or anyone who was not part of a previous daftar will now be included in this sixth daftar. The local community administrations should all implement according to this. When Hazrat Muslim may be pleased with him, announced the start of the second daftar, he stated following this, the third, fourth and fifth daftar will subsequently continue on and we will continue to offer sacrifices for the sake of our faith. The day we abandon to strive and struggle for the sake of our faith, and the day such people emerge who will say, the era of the first after has gone, as has the third, fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh. After all, how much longer are we going to continue to make such sacrifices? It has come to an end. As a Muslim old may Allah be pleased with him stated, this would in fact be a declaration of those people as if to say that their spirituality has diminished and their faith has gone weak. We, however, are hopeful that these different areas of the Tahrik Jadid are limitless. Just like the stars in the skies cannot be counted, the different areas of Tahrik Jadid will also be countless. Just as Allah the Almighty had stated to the Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, 
that he will be granted such a vast progeny that it will not be able to be counted. And his progeny indeed played a great role in the service of faith. So too is the case of Tahrik Jadid. The era of Tahrik Jadid is not based on the number of people, rather it is a collection of sacrifices offered for the sake of faith. Thus these eras are also limitless and will serve as an immensely strong foundation for Islam and Ahmadiyyad. Thus, every Ahmadi ought to analyze their own levels of sacrifice by keeping this in mind. I have just presented a few examples of how Allah Almighty blesses those who make sacrifices. It is Allah's testimony through His practical support that this is a divine scheme. With regards to Tahrik Jadid, as a Muslim mode, may Allah be pleased with him, link Tahrik Jadid with the system of al wasiyat I am explaining this in my own words. He said on one occasion, it serves as a precursor, as in through this, the scheme of al wasiyat will be strengthened. This will firmly instill the habit of offering financial sacrifices. This is a precursor, i.e. something that will come first and make an announcement just like a vanguard. It, i.e. Tahrik Jadid, will continue to make an announcement that an extraordinary system will follow behind and that is called the institution of al wasiyat Thus, in 2005, when I made an appeal for the members to join the wasiyat scheme, I mentioned that the system of al wasiyat is intrinsically linked to the institution of Khilafat. Now, it is only through the Al-Wasiyat scheme that the levels of sacrifice will increase. But initially, in order to develop the habit of offering sacrifices, one must participate in the Tahrik Jadid scheme. Therefore, everyone must be mindful in this regard. May Allah the Almighty grant the affluent members of the community to give thought to this. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, there are members who earn well, who pay great attention to this. But there is a need for more people to give jannah according to their means. As I mentioned before, the poor have excelled greatly in offering sacrifices, but the rich must pay more attention to this. I will now present the figures for the previous year. But first, I would like to mention the fruits of Tehrik Jadid that we can see for ourselves. Initially, we were confined to Qadian or the community was small and limited to within India. However, now across 220 countries, the number of mosques is over 9,300. And there are more than 3,400 mission houses. And there are dozens of mosques and mission houses that are under construction. The total number of missionaries and Muallimin worldwide is close to 5,000. And this number is increasing. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, translations of the Holy Quran are being carried out. To date, it has been translated into 77 languages. Literature is being published and is being translated into various languages. There are countless activities taking place. All this is taking place through Tahrik Jadid. Although money from other jandas has been used, Tahrik Jadid plays a vital role. With the grace of Allah the Almighty, 
I will announce the new year for Tehrik Jadid. On 31st of October, the 89th year of Tehrik Jadid ended, and now we have entered into the 90th year. By the grace and blessings of Allah, the Ahmadiyya community worldwide had the opportunity to present a sacrifice totaling 17.2 million pounds. Alhamdulillah. Despite the economic situation of the world, this is an increase of £749,000 from last year. From all the chapters in the world, this year again Germany is in first place. They have maintained this distinction. The currency exchange has been severely impacted owing to the economic situation and in Pakistan as well. But overall, every person on a local level has increased the amount they have sacrificed. Aside from Pakistan, the top 10 positions are as follows. As I mentioned, overall, Germany is in first place. They excelled beyond everyone, followed by the UK. Canada has dropped to third place. The USA has dropped to fourth. A country in the Middle East is fifth. Sixth is India, seventh is Australia, eighth is Indonesia, ninth again is a country in the Middle East, and in tenth place is Ghana. The currency exchange there in Ghana has also devalued greatly, but despite this they maintain their tenth place this year as well. Those smaller Jamaats who have made notable contributions include Ireland, Mauritius, Holland, Malaysia, Singapore, New Zealand, Kazakhstan, Georgia, etc. The notable positions for the countries in Africa are as follows. Ghana, Mauritius, Nigeria, Burkina Faso, Tanzania, Gambia, Uganda, Liberia, Sierra Leone, Benin. The total number of participants is more than 1,637,000. And those countries who made considerable progress in this regard are Guinea-Conakry, Jamaica, Kyrgyzstan, Zambia, Nepal, Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, Congo, Kinshasa, Congo, Brazzaville, Nigeria, Senegal, Ivory Coast, and a country in the Middle East. The first 10 chapters of Germany are Rodermark, Rodgau, Kiel, Osnabrück, Pennenberg, Neusnida, Köln, Mehdiabad, and Florsheim. The position of the Amarits is as follows. First is Hamburg, then Frankfurt, Grosseau, Wiesbaden, Dietzenbach, Riedstadt, Wieselheim, Moorfelden, Darmstadt and Mannheim. The top five regions in the UK are as follows. Beitul Futuh, Islamabad, Midlands, Fazl Mosque and Beitul Ihsan. The top 10 positions of the larger chapters of the UK are as follows. Farnham, Worcester Park, South Cheam, Islamabad, Walsall, Ash, Gillingham, Aldershot South, Ewell and Bradford North. The position of the smaller chapters of the UK is as follows. Spen Valley, Swansea, North Wales, Newport. The positions of the Emirates in Canada are as follows. Vaughan, Calgary, Peace Village, Vancouver, Mississauga, and then Toronto. The positions of the smaller chapters of Canada as follows Hamilton, Alton, Ottawa East, Bradford East, Hamilton West, Montreal West, 
Winnipeg, Regina, Lloydminster, Abbotsford. The positions of the chapters in the USA are as follows. First is Maryland, North Virginia, Los Angeles, Seattle, Chicago, Silicon Valley, Detroit, Houston, Oshkosh, North Jersey, South Virginia, Central Jersey, and Dallas. In terms of the overall collection in Pakistan, it is as follows. Lahore is first, second is Rabwa, and third is Karachi. The districts in Pakistan are as follows. First is Faisalabad, followed by Gujarawala, Gujarat, Umarkot, Hyderabad, Mirpur Khas, Lodra, Bhawalpur, Kotli, Azad Kashmir, and Jhelum. In terms of the overall collection, the positions of the local chapters in Pakistan are as follows. Amarat Township Lahore, Amarat Allama Iqbal Town Lahore, Amarat Dalu Zikr Lahore, Amarat Azizabad Karachi, Amarat Mughalpura Lahore, Multan, Amarat Betul Fazl Faisalabad, Gujrawala, Quetta, Peshawar. The positions of the smaller chapters are as follows. Kokar Garbi, Chavinda, Kot, Sharifabad, Bashirabad Sindh, Kharia, Hyderabad, Pindobago, Darul Fazl Kunri, Nawazabad Farm, Khairpur. The top 10 provinces in India are as follows. Kerala, Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Telangana, Jammu Kashmir, Odisha, Punjab, Bengal, Delhi, and Maharashtra. In terms of total contributions, the top 10 chapters are as follows. Coimbatore, Tamil Nadu, Kadiyan, Hyderabad, Kalikat, Manjeri, Melapalayam, Bangalore, Kolkata, Karulai, and Kerang. The top 10 chapters of Australia are as follows. Melbourne Long Warren. Melbourne Berwick. Marsden Park. Penrith. Perth Adelaide West. Castle Hill. Brisbane Logan East. Parramatta. And Melbourne Clyde. These were the 10 chapters. May Allah the Almighty greatly bless the wealth and progeny of all those who presented sacrifices, and may they offer sacrifices even more than before. Always remember the Palestinians in your prayers. Do not forget them. Women and children are being oppressed to the extreme. May Allah the Almighty swiftly grant them relief from this. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Wa 